welcome back to the Hopeful Influence podcast, the podcast looking at Christian leadership and how we find our place and how we move into a better future, a God-shaped future together. My name is Matt and with me is Jude and Taria. Nice to see you both. Hello, hello. Hello again. Doing all right? Doing well? Yeah, doing good. Yeah, we, sort of, yeah, we, we, we do this, this particular podcast, we're yeah. sort of doing back-to-back, aren't we? So we we're too. sort of spinning on all this next-generation stuff. And yeah, loving it. And what God is up to in that space. But yeah, feeling That's good. It. That's it. So we, we're off the back of uh, Next Generation Part 1, and so here we are, Part 2. <laughs> it's a normal <laughs> way of doing things. And we're going to just, um, I mean, talk a little bit about how we do it what we found is helpful for us and so a little bit of the way we're going to think about it is intentionality generosity and creativity and these are words that we're kind of um chewing on to help guide us into into that resourcing the next generation um so yeah so i wonder if we just take it in turns just talk about it uh talk around it really but julia i wonder if we start with that intentionality yeah yeah well I think I think as we picked up you know sort of last time we were all sort of sharing stories weren't we about people who'd been intentional with us and um you know the 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 kind of leadership that we're talking about this sort of um you know being really tuned into those who are coming up the tracks behind us creating opportunity for folks to step into things um you know it, it, it often doesn't just happen you know, and, and, and then the worst of leadership is we get curved in on ourselves and we just, you know, we're focused on the task or the, uh, you know, the activity and, and, and our position within, within all that. Um, and, and we're talking about a very different posture. We're talking about a sort of, you know, a, a curved outwards, being really aware of the other and, and recognising the unique place, unique opportunities that we have, you know, as people who've, who've got some sense of, positional leadership or relational leadership however that's that's held but we ha- we have these these tremendous opportunities um to help others to step up into the places that we occupy and beyond you know to go beyond us gosh i mean there's a there's a dream and a hope isn't there mm-hmm. um uh, and so we're talking about something that looks different from 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 leadership that can that, that often just happens in the world or perhaps i could yeah. say you know the default leadership activity that comes out of a more out of our, our more fallen you know, human condition. We talked about the life of Jesus, didn't we? And the way he just, he made space for and, and, and him calling out the disciples, how just that whole process just looks so different from the way we see uh, leadership exercised uh, in, in the world around us. It's incredible. But, but so, so this word intentional, we, we think is important and because it's about spotting people. It's about choosing to do things differently. It's about, um, you know, I, I, I need to invest in that person. So I, I've got to adjust my diary because I'm, I'm a bit of a leader. I'm really busy and I've got to make time, you know, I, to make time for that person to sit, to listen, to encourage, to, to come alongside. Uh, and again, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't just happen. I've got to be intentional about it. And um, I, I think, uh, I mean, I think I mean, one of the areas where we can kick stuff around, but I think one of the things for us is the... Um, you know, I think about uh, you know preaching and teaching in church. Obviously, there's a very particular thing in a, in a church context. But the um, um, you, you know, it's, it's sort of easy when you're doing a, a, a preaching rota or, or whatever to to just go with the you know the safe options or the, the you know the people who you think we just give the strongest you know sermons. And in a sense, there's partly there's a bit of a pull to do that because you kind of you want people to be taught well and you want people to get good you know, input from the Bible and have the Bible applied well to their lives. It's important, of course it is. Um, 
Uh, but equally, that's not the only place that happens within Christian community. We have our midweek groups. We have other expressions of, of, of gathering where we open scripture together and we, we think about the shape of the Christian life. But, but there is a pull to sort of to do that well uh, on a Sunday. But of course, if, if that's the only dominant factor, then, you know, when when someone's going to have their first preach? You know, when when's that person going to get a go? Who, who who maybe did a maybe they did quite well in one of their home group talk or something, you know, two weeks ago. What about you know the opportunity of and and so there's there's a tension there. And I think um, what one of the things we try and do and yeah, gosh, you know, you know, never hit these things perfectly, but we're trying to sort of look out for folks uh, who who we think you know could have that first go at preaching on a Sunday. Um, but but I suppose the intentional well the intentional bit then, then takes different forms. So you, you're, you're trying to you look you're looking for people. So you've got your eyes open, trying to have your eyes open to, to and, you, and you're having conversations with people. Like we had a bunch of students who started with us back in October, and I, you know some of the first conversations I, I sort of almost fell into it, thankfully. But I remember having a few of the conversations with someone. Like, have you ever preached before? Have you, have you done much talking? Have you, would you consider doing a talk sometime? I remember there was one girl, uh, Gabby, who you remember having that conversation with, like, right at the front end. Of the I, don't know, I don't know quite how it happened, but it happened. And I suppose it happened because that is the sort of thing that we talk about. We are trying to be intentional. We're trying to think about opportunity. And, and, and fantastic, she preached her first sermon with us uh, through the academic year. But then there's a pull on that, as I say, and, and you know, we've had, we have had moments in church where you know, folks are like, oh, well, you know, could the preaching, you know, we, we want the preachers to take a certain shape, or, you know, wouldn't it be better if, you know, a smaller group of people, you know, who were really good, or maybe the best preacher in the team, if they were just preaching more regularly, and, and, and we'd like that. And, um, and I hear that, I hear that, but I also think if, you, if you're pressing that too far, you miss, you know, you miss, um, you know. So, so I'm thankful um, I mean, I think, I mean, you're always sort of trying to sense these things and talking to people and discern it well. But I, I think within our church family, there is there's an accepted sense that we're the sort of church that really wants to give people a go. And, and you know, if someone gets up and preaches a 10 minute, shares for 10 minutes and, and, you know, maybe it's not, you know, the most poignant or sharpest cutting. So that's OK, because we're cheering you on and we're loving it. And, and guess what? I've still learned and grown through the things you've shared. And I've learned and grown by being part of this bigger thing. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. And, and, and then, gosh, I could just go on and on. I'll push to you in a moment. But I think I think I think then the culture, you know, then the other bit to the the other bit that would at least be in the forefront of my mind would be, you know, there's always the pull to not do it this way. There's always the pull that, that, that where we're too busy and we miss people. Or we did it well last year and now we're just going to default back into. And so it's always calling, calling it out, calling one another out, keeping one another accountable to this kind of way of doing things. Mm. Um, and again, no no magic bullets, no no super answers. But I think the more we're talking about it, the more we're reminding one another, this is what, this is what the church, you know, is meant to look like, next generation or leadership hopefully influence those coming by us is, is important and and has a, you know, we just got to remind each other and if we keep reminding each other then we're all on the same page and we're, we're traveling forward with it and hopefully it'll happen more and more tea <laughs> wow dude that was a sermon in itself so good good stuff um yeah just around intentionality i think sometimes we forget that we can do so much learning as well when we're growing leaders like we forget that they can offer us so much you know stuff like so so many things to just um 
yeah, to stew on. And I've just been thinking about um, a student that I've mentored over the past year. Um, and we spent a lot of time together, go for coffee, like maybe twice a month. And in those conversations, just getting to know her, like her course for me is so fascinating and actually helped me discern what I wanted to do for my master's. Um, and that wouldn't have come about unless we'd made that space to properly have those conversations for me to listen to her and to understand her better. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think like, as we're giving those opportunities away, as we're seeking to listen and build those relationships, there's so much growth that God wants to do in and through us as well in, in that process. It's always twofold. Um, yeah, so, so there's also that, that added benefit of, of everyone growing when we give things away. That's cool, isn't it? Mm. I, I think part of the intentionality is um, I'm quite, um, I find it quite important to create gaps and create holes. And so, like, for my particular thing, I deliberately don't fill rotors, like, to the brim. And so I remember last year a student coming for the first time and saying, oh, are you okay? Are you missing home? What, what do you miss the most? I miss I miss playing in church. That's what I miss the most. I normally do three services. Like they're a hardcore, keen, love doing music in church. Why, why don't you come and be part of the team next week? Like... Yeah, we we like I I know you're we we happen to know their worship pastor and have that connection. But if you're missing it, and that's the thing that is really pulling you and not like unsettling you, come and be. But if I just fill it, then there's no opportunity for them. And so, deliberate holes and gaps are are risky, but are important, you know. And taking those risks, and if they don't come off, and we have half a band, then we have half a band, don't we? And we. We ju- we just go with it. So, um, but but it normally pays off. It normally pays off, and you know God is in control. Anyway, really. <laughs> so how how are we generous? Or does that what does that look like? It's kind of a funny word to use, right? But when if we use the same kind of analogy about um, the the preaching and the, what does it look like for us to be generous with that space? Well, I think uh, I, I think yeah, I think I think it sort of lands in different ways, really. But I think about um, uh, you know, so I think about the folks who preached for the first time the, this academic year, and, and from memory, uh, I think it's four or five folks who preached in the last academic year who haven't preached before. I think that's right. And um, well, certainly one generous bit is that um, one one of our team. Um, has has really invested quite a lot of time in them before they preached and, you know, made the time in the diary to meet them all as a team and to look at the texts and to, um, you know, thrash it over them to, you know, send them off and get them to do their prep and then meet with them again and sort of go through with it. And then, you know, a few days before the preach, you know, sort of kind of half hear the preach or have a text sent over and final thoughts and, and then give feedback after, you know, and that all takes time, you know, and... and for that, it would be easy, um, you know, for that person or whoever's doing, you know, um, you know, the, whoever's exercising the hopeful, hopeful influence in, in that way. It would be easy to say, well, well, either I'm, I'm too busy or, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got other stuff to be cracking on with or maybe I'm not getting an awful lot, you know, uh, back out of this. this. You know, this is very other um, uh, focused, although, of course, as T says, 
you know, the reality is when we step into these things wholeheartedly, we always get, you know, God's always blessing and God's always pouring out riches and goodness and we end up learning mm-hmm. even though we didn't expect it. Um, so absolutely um, to that. But I think, I think it starts with that generous posture of, gosh, I'm going to really make time for people. I'm going to journey with folks uh, and invest. Um, and I think the other area where it, where it lands, which I sort of alluded to before, is that, you know, as, as a church family, there's a sense of, well, we, we're in on this. And, you know, maybe the, and that, maybe I'm not going to have my, you know, my, my, my favourite preacher again, you know, this, <laughs> this Sunday or, uh, or whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I, I, I might be going home in the service without, you know, as much theological learning or, or as, you know, depth of, understanding or whatever it is that I was hoping for when I you know rocked up this morning so you know and and, and the sense of well it's a choice you know I'm going to choose to be generous to look to the other to to celebrate what God is doing in the life of of the other um, and and being part of that so so certainly certainly that certainly that um uh yeah and and um yeah, I, I, I certainly, and, and I guess the sort of cutting, the sort of um, convicting edge there for me is, you know, um, uh, sort of um, can can sort of drift towards, um, you know, busy leader type um, uh, on occasion. Uh, is is just you know the, the the challenge back there? It's the um, make, making time for for folks uh, walking with. Um, yeah, it's. There's a gen, there's a putting aside of what I what I might think is important, or taking the time to reassess those priorities to make space for, uh, for the other, and seeing that as absolutely core business, you know, absolutely core, you know, to to what we're doing. Okay, yeah, and and again, going to that, every Christian exercising hopeful influence in the next generation. Actually, this is something we're all caught up in. You know, every one of us has got these opportunities, and, and where where the where we have the generous posture, the door begins to open. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And yeah, Jude, I love what you're saying about um, like us, particularly our church, just owning the generous spirit and being like, yeah, maybe if that sermon wasn't the best I've ever heard, I'm still going to come away and be joyful about that um, because this is a person's opportunity to learn and grow. Um, and I suppose you can have smart ways of helping people to grow, like you test out um, their preaching in a small group, and then if that goes well, then they can move on, and you can give opportunities away like that. There could be a process of doing that, but you're so right. Like Our posture coming into church shouldn't necessarily be a consumerist one of what can I, I take from today, but more what can I bring, or how can I serve others, or how is it going to be beneficial for others if um, yeah, I'm not getting exactly what I, what I need and what I um, want. Um, so yeah, that's just a really helpful reminder for me and my posture going into church. Mm. I mean, I thought you, I, my sense is when you were, particularly with the work with Just Love and you were kind of identifying students and student leaders and calling that out, that there is something about being being tuned in. I mean, I don't know, sort of, um, you know, um, you're wonderful. I'm going to big you up too much. You know, I'm going to elevate you or something. But um, I think you are really. I think you're naturally tuned in to to others, uh, and, and and you you want to see other people elevated and and kind of. Um, I I don't know. Does that feel generous to you, or does that just feel like that's just the way we should live? <laughs> I don't know. What is, what is that? What's, yeah, what's interesting. Going? Um, I think it's something that I've 
developed over time, just as I've grown in my discipleship and just getting to know Jesus more. I think as you get closer to Jesus, you start to to want the things that he wants. So generosity just naturally becomes a part of your life probably more and more that you um, understand Jesus. But I think sometimes as well, um, you want to be careful that you're not just being generous so that other people look at you and say, oh, that person's really generous because that in itself isn't helpful either. Like the motivations have always got to be good for doing that. Um, But yeah, I think I would love to get to a point where it is just completely natural. I don't even have to think about it. Of course, I would give those opportunities away because that's just who I am and that's just what I do. Um, but it's it's like muscle memory, isn't it? The more that you extend something, the more that you do something, it just becomes a part of your, your every days, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I guess having people around you, you know, running partners in that yeah. sense of, hey, look, you know, this is what we're called into and mm. keeping to, you know, not in a sort of, you know, <clears throat> heavy sense, but, you know, we want to encourage that, you mm. know, in our communities. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. I wonder as well, though, if there are people who are maybe just a bit more tuned in and it's a spiritual gift, like it talks in the Bible about people being given the gift of encouragement. And, you know, what does it look like for those people with particular gifts to step into that even more? I don't know, just an interesting point but what do you guys think about that love that I, I, when when we sort of get into character qualities of leadership and and, and forgive me because this is again part of my vocational journey so it's got a certain shape but one of the things i go back to is is the, the church of england they have a set of criteria for what makes a, a um, um trying to assess discern whether someone is called into ordained ministry which in part is an expression of uh, leadership within the church and um, you know, again, encouragement. I can't remember reading much about encouragement in that process, but what a great shout, you know, yeah. what a great shout. Isn't that what we're doing? You yeah, know, cheering yeah. others on mm. into what God has called them and, and calling out and celebrating the goodness and the, and the next step. And hey, come on, mm. that's amazing. Mm. So, yeah, just, I can't just believe rewriting that's not in that. <laughs> that should be in there. I, I was thinking, um, oh, it's just a, that's a given, isn't it? It, that should be a given in our leadership that we are, we are generous encouragers. Mm, that's nice. It's got, it's got to be. And so I remember, I think I might have shared it already, but this thing about like the um, feedback sandwich, and you give like a positive thing, then a negative thing, and then a positive thing. I think that's so manipulative. Like you basically put the negative thing in the middle just so they don't really notice. But oh, <laughs> it softens the blow. Oh, it softens exactly. It softens <laughs> the. That's the excuse. But what if you like? just gave three encouragements instead and you said like thank you for turning up because your time you'll never get it back thank you so much and thank you for being part of the team you know and thank you for learning your songs you know there's three already it didn't take any efforts did they did they turn up on time well well, (laughs) even if they did but you could you know still we're all growing we're all developing aren't we and being encouraged is really helpful and you know Maybe there is some learning to do, but maybe I've I've learnt it the hard way or and so I can share that and make it easier. So I maybe I learnt the hard way that I need to turn up on time, otherwise I'm in trouble, you know. <laughs> and I'm not gonna be prepped and I'm not gonna be and so as like leaders who have been through it, being generous with our learning, with our encouragement, I think is really important and you're that's how you're raising the next generation because they're not having to go through years of that training they if they have listened they've bypassed Mm. years of training through your 
experience and you being generous with the thoughts to them. I mean, that's a great, that's a great final thought, isn't it? Well, on that point, in, in that, again, you know, particular lens, churchy stuff, but, um, you know, we, we learn through practice and experience. Um, and yeah, the, the opportunity to sort of, um, um, yeah, for people to, to, to learn significant things about leadership when we model it well, it's just, it's just incredible. Yeah, mm. I think it's good. What about creativity then? What, why is creativity important here? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this. The um, I I, tell you what, I let me kick off the thought process, and then you Go guys don't. We haven't got loads of time, I know. But the um, so I so I think uh, I think two uh, two strands of theology of theology um, are quite underdeveloped, just in church life in our particular cultural context at the moment. I think one is leadership, which is one of the reasons why we're talking about this, and I think the other thing actually is creativity, and and I think we you know. You know, it's, it's not it's not particularly complicated theology. It's, you know, God is a creator God. We are made in the image of God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? uh, there is a yeah. work of recreation Done. which we are caught up in. You know, G- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when Jesus comes out of the the tomb on Easter Sunday, there is there is a recreative act that is beginning that carries forward into eternity. And there would be big revelation to anyone. You know, the new heavens and new earth being united in this this recreative um, uh, work. And so, you know, the gift of the spirit, uh, God's redemptive work, the movement of the kingdom is about recreation. You know, God's people called into, uh, called into this, act, this recreative act. Yeah. You know, the world is meant to look uh, more Christ-like, more God-shaped as we travel forward. And, you know, we have certainly inherited things which you point to, you know, think about just our, our society and British society and just a little microcosm of some of these bigger movements. But, you know, the... You know, the advent of the NHS, you know, sort of just education, you know, democratic institutions that protect us from power-hungry dictators. You know, stuff has had, the world looks different, the world looks, you know, when, when the goodness of God begins to penetrate these social structures and, um, you know, there is this recreative act that we're caught up in and, and, and it's wonderful. Um, and, and, but I think our theology is underdeveloped and, and I think we, every Christian, is something every Christian person is called into and, and I think, you know, I think this is probably a you know a podcast or you know or more or, or in itself really, but it's it's where those two things meet: the the, the leadership, the, the the opportunity to to elevate others, to facilitate others on this kingdom movement, and 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 this this sense that we are all co-creators with God, that we're according to this co-creative work, and as people inhabit leadership, we're making space for them to reshape the future. That that that, that act of preaching or that ministry thing or whatever it is that they're carrying isn't going to look how I think it's going to look because they've got they've got space to create you know to listen to God to to to, to dream that for themselves and um so I I mean gosh I mean that's the big picture I mean I'm not sure we we always do a great job or we, we, you know we're learning aren't we and maybe this is something for you know generations after us to, to just to do well and to have it deep in their DNA but I don't know, T, what, what do you think, that sense of... Have you seen that kind of work well, where others have been given space to really create and reshape the future? Mm, yeah, good question. Well, I think just in the church generally, I mean, I'm someone who absolutely loves creativity. A lot of what I do is just art or thinking in that way, thinking creatively. Um, and I love seeing that being brought into the church because 
you know, yeah, as you say, God is a creative God. And when we're creative, we emulate that that part of him, that character that he has. Um, and so I just think the more that the church can press into that, like the better. But I, I was just thinking about um, someone at our church called Ruth who loves photography, loves videos, loves like uh, videography, that type of stuff. Um, and I think, Matt, you asked her to do like a photography prayer walk or something. Um, and I remember her just telling me about like her setting up and doing that. And she just came alive. I could just see it that she was so excited by it and just that there was so much potential for people to in, engage in a prayer walk in a different way. Um, and so just, just with the leadership development, it's just started to, to make me think, is it that we get creatives, for example, to, to do social media stuff or to join in with what we've already got going on as a church? Or do we just permission them to think creatively, to think differently about how we engage with church, how we communicate the gospel, those types of things? Um, sometimes I think as well, like I would love to just see a spoken word or a drama or um, like a live painting happen rather than a sermon. Like, wouldn't that be so interesting to help people connect with God in a completely different way? Um, and yeah, so I think thinking creatively about uh, the opportunities that we give to the church can just really help it flourish and, and grow. Mm. Yeah. And I think that theology is right. We are all creative beings. And mm. so if you don't paint and you're listening to this, that's yeah. okay. that's totally okay. True. You know, that, but you have, you know, this future of what could be is a creative thought. You know what? And the thought of, well, this is the way it is, so this is the way it will always be is maybe not a creative thought and maybe isn't the way it needs to be. Maybe we should have things a certain way. But what's the core of the tradition? Where did that come from? What are we wanting to keep? And what are we okay with experimenting with? And so I think every area of our lives can can be like this and we need it. And that, that thought process of the NHS, how many people have been blessed by that free healthcare that wouldn't have got it before you know that would have had to pay however much and we see that in different countries as well what a blessing what an amazing thing and so that's something that you thought well it's always been this way so it has to be this way well no it, it doesn't and so we're, when we're thinking about um raising the next generation what could be different it doesn't mean we just shake it we just throw it all up and see where it lands but it means that we just try things out and it's okay to try new things. And it's also okay for it to not go well. And to go, the, the bad stuff happens when we, it doesn't go well and then you carry on doing it. No, don't carry on doing it badly. Just go, well, we tried it, it didn't work. We took a risk. Let's try something else or let's go back to, we found some value in that's the way. That's the way it's like that. And so I, I think we have to be careful, but I think we should, you know, the creativity is a spirit among, inside of us to move forward with and to to dream for a better future really yeah i love that and i think i think as we sort of this this idea that we're kicking around which is you know the hopeful influence to the next generation we've got a particular focus on that i think as you know people kind of listening and, and thinking about thinking this through you know whether you're in in the workplace and you've got that new starter who's come in or someone that's junior to yourself or you know the family stuff and you know those come behind you those in education um, you know, socially, the folks on your street, family members, where people are at, you know, there's, there's, there's all these unique opportunities we've got to help people take the next step. 
and, and to step up. And I think seeing that as seeing that there's a creative dynamic in that, you know, from the outset, reminding each other, reminding, you know, within the church, reminding ourselves that we're called into these creative processes. I think it's just it's just so important, and I think we we can, as you say, Matt. I think the, the, the other, you know, the default. There's so many defaults, aren't there? There's so many easy options. This is what it looks like. Do it, you know. That, that is, that's not it, you know. That's so not it. Um, of course, there's lessons to be learned. Of course, there's knowledge and experience to share. There are traditions that that mean things, and uh, you know, this isn't about being anti that, but it's saying, in every opportunity that's given, where's the creative? Uh, space. Now, is, what does that permission giving look like? You know, and, and I, I, I mean, I do take encouragement. I sort of, you know, whinge about the sort of the theological, you know, impoverishment of some of our dialogue. But you know, you see it again. You know, you think about the you know generation kicking through now with you know millennialism and you know those following. People are a bit more relaxed about you know I don't you know I don't need to do it the way it was done yesterday. Mm-hmm. I find that really. You know, I find that really helpful and really challenging. You know, actually, you know, when I came through, I wasn't as free. You know, I wasn't. You know, I, I was I was paying much more attention to how it was done, mm-hmm. and much more attention to well, I would need to do it a bit more like how it was done. No, we don't. It's exciting, isn't it? I I think every challenge. This is about to be the most cliche line, but every challenge is an opportunity. It it really is, and if we think about it in that way with our intentionality, our generosity, and our creativity. You know, under God, only good things can happen there. We're going to grow as leaders. We're going to grow as people. We're going to give opportunity to others. We're going to try new things. And some of them are going to go really well, and we're going to flourish and fly into them. And some of them are going to go badly, and we're going to learn from that. But it's all exciting under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And being under that. And so uh, I wonder whether we pray. Maybe in this moment, I wonder to see if you fancy praying for us. But I wonder if um, in this moment of just stillness that we pray and we hope that the Holy Spirit is just uh, releasing that creativity and those ideas for us or those people or those uh, things in church that we just find difficult or in our workplace or where, wherever it is that we're like, oh, I just wish it was a bit different. And the Spirit just move in that and for a, a boldness and a bravery to rise in, in us. So, I, I mean, I don't want to... You, you pray, you pray. <laughs> Take this off me. You sure? <laughs> yeah, you go for it. Fab. Thanks, Matt. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, we just thank you so much for this podcast, for this space that we have uh, to just learn from one another, to talk about you, to talk about your love for people. Um, and yeah, just to just to talk about leadership development and the next generation. God, we thank you so much that you have given us so much to bless others with, so much to give away. And would you help us to see, um, yeah, those opportunities that we can give to others. Um, Help us, Lord, to think about this creatively, to, um, to help us to listen really well to the next generation, to get to know them, to build really good and effective relationships. And Lord, as we leave today, would we just be so empowered and excited for what you are doing in the world, for how you are raising the next generation? Um, Yeah, so would you just fill us up now, Lord, and bless us, bless the listeners. Um, And yeah, Lord, would we uh, seek to look more like you in this? Amen.